We are the Mystery History Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Rachel. Welcome to episode 121 on the strange death of Annie Bord or shoot Borison. Go, f- go with the flow. We practice this. Borison. Borison. It's very hard. So I'm just going to call her Annie from here on out. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just not uh, not Swedish. Yeah, you're not. Not. Far from it. Because <laughs> I would have called her Borgesson. I'm and... glad you looked it up. Yeah, because that, that would have been rude the whole time. So at least we know yeah. we're not saying it correctly. Borgesson. Too, in- too incorrectly. We're probably still saying it a little bit incorrectly but yes That's annie boreason yeah and her strange death before we get into it let's talk yeah. just a little bit business wise happy thanksgiving we happy hope thanksgiving. you <laughs> we hope you and your family had a great thanksgiving we hope you got a lot of good deals on black friday cyber Did monday you? is upon us no you didn't I get didn't. anything no you bought nothing for yourself no I buy stuff all day long. Yeah, you have been. I have a problem. (laughs) I did. I did uh, something stupid, but I got on there and all this, like there was a handful of things that on Amazon, when I say I got on there, I got on Amazon and ordered a couple of things that were like on a Black Friday sale, but I also ordered myself a treadmill. Oh. For my desk. Oh. Like so I can walk while I'm working. Yeah. It was a it was relatively inexpensive considering it was a treadmill, but it was a super sale, as my husband likes to say when he buys things that I think are too expensive. It was on a super sale, so I had to have it. <laughs> That's nice. You know where I got my treadmill? Uh Craigslist. <laughs> Close. Facebook marketplace for fifty dollars. <laughs> Yeah, this one's this one is a uh, folds up into like nothing and is flat and it has a thing you can put up or not. So That's it can awesome. just be like flat under a desk. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, but let me know how that goes. I will. I'm not planning on running on it or anything like that. I'm just gonna like leisure stroll throughout the yeah. day. So yeah, yeah we'll see me, how it goes. Yeah, no, I didn't get anything because I buy everything all the time, every day. Um, but mm-hmm. for Cyber Monday. We're going to give you 25% off our store. Ooh. So if you go to mysteryhistorypod.com and type in cyber for the code, that'll give you 25% off our merch. We haven't talked about our merch in quite a while, but we still have it. It's always there. That's a very good deal. <laughs> it is a good deal. And um, the, the sweatshirts are that's what I was my favorite. Say. Yeah, so I was gonna say too. I was like, highly recommend the hoodies, <laughs> or very even a good. crew neck. I I don't have one of the crew necks. I just have the hoodie. But yeah, I have a zip up hoodie and a hoodie hoodie, like a pullover hoodie, and both of them are very well made and keep you warm when it's freezing outside, like now. Yep, that's right, and they're cool looking. They are cool and they represent us, which make us so happy. And now with this new website that we switched to, we switched to a different company a while ago and they do not tell us who ordered from us, which is very frustrating. But I mean, we do run a true crime podcast 
So it's probably best for security purposes. So if you do purchase something from us, please shoot us a message and let us know. Send us a picture of you wearing it. We'd love to see you in it. And then that way we can say thank you because it really makes That's our right. day. It does. Um. Yeah. So what do we want to tell them to do like we always do? Like, share, subscribe, friends. That's right. Please call do. a buddy. Bring a friend to the podcast. I'm sure they will love it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Never mind irrelevant i was gonna say i feel like one of the like things that you posted on instagram recently was very popular oh it was the thanksgiving it was the uh adam's family thanksgiving um oh yeah thanksgiving post about deciding to scalp you (laughs) yes people got a kick out of giving they did (laughs) that was a good one (laughs) all right and then our patreon Mm -hmm. also we would love for you to join that. Um, we've got lots of episodes that are exclusive to Patreon, as well as we have been posting videos every once in a while from our trip to Waverly Hills, which was also an exclusive. So lots of reasons to join. Plus, you get a discount in the store. Not as good of a discount as you will get on Monday, which is That's today, right? right? That is <laughs> but, today. But still a discount. And yeah, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. (laughs) And like always, we highly, um, we highly love whenever people give us episode suggestions, uh, because if not, it's just Rachel and I kind of coming up with stuff. We do have December pretty solidly booked. However, January is a whole new mess of things that we have to figure out. So please suggest anything, anything you hear something about that you want to know more send us a message let us know um we love talking to you guys and putting those episodes out yeah and do please message us because i love when we get messages (laughs) so do i it's fair we we're very talky the only problem is is that rachel and i both check the messages and sometimes Mm -hmm. we need to somehow come up with like a way to notate who we are (laughs) maybe just like a and r at the end or something that way people know that'd be easy that would be easy we should start doing that because a couple people that we talk to like regularly probably have no idea which one is which yeah Yeah. unless we like say something very telling of which one we are but yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right well that's all i had for the business do you have anything for the business no Okay. Well, why don't you get us started? So, oh, I do have one more thing just to say. (laughs) Okay. This was supposed to be a Patreon episode. And I have been um, looking at the Evidence Locker podcast. I haven't listened to them. And I don't know if they're still doing episodes. I think they are. Um, But anyway, I found this posted somewhere, The Strange Death of, of Annie. And I was trying to find information and there isn't a whole lot of information so whenever rachel and i do our schedule i'm like okay well i can you know this will be a patreon episode it's very interesting however there's not a lot there well evidence locker podcast blows it out of the water i don't know how they get this stuff but they have all kinds of information so this actually turned into a full episode because of them so shout out to them go give them a listen Tell them we sent you, even though they have no idea who we are. <laughs> um, Not at all. <laughs> but tell them that they've got bomb notes. 
they are putting in the work they are so we appreciate that so anyway yes (laughs) okay now you can proceed (laughs) thank you and i will Annie Boriason was born February 7th, 1975, and grew up in Tibro, Sweden, and was one out of four children. She was outgoing, was a singer in a band. That sounds like fun. Isn't that cool? Yeah. She was fluent in Swedish, English, Finnish, French, and Hungarian. She loved to travel, and swimming was her exercise of choice. She also loved rugby. She was tall, slim, and had long waist-length hair. In 2004, Annie decided to go to Scotland and settle in Edinburgh, where she studied English at the Aspect Language School. At the end of 2004, she finished her English course and returned back to Sweden, but was not there for long. She returned to Scotland in February 2005 because of her job situation. She had to move back in with her family in Sweden, But a couple of weeks later, she returned to Edinburgh in late October 2005. So she's like back and forth, back and forth. It seems like she really loves that place. Like it just keeps drawing her back is what it seems like. Yeah. Annie had moved back to Lytton Court and applied to jobs in the hospitality industry. While waiting for a job to come, she would sightsee, power walk, and swim. Annie was very close with her mother- and her friend Maria back in Sweden. She would regularly check in with them and tell them how life was going in Scotland. She always went out with her um, with herself since she didn't have a lot of friends in Scotland, but it wasn't like she was holed up in an apartment. She didn't care. She was going and exploring what the the town had to offer. Mm -hmm. One night, Annie went out to a nightclub called Mood, which is a very good name. I really like that name. By herself, and she met a a man named Martin Leslie. Martin was a rugby player from New Zealand who played in Scotland. And that's like one of her favorite sports, right? So since she liked rugby, she knew Martin's name and was a bit starstruck that she was talking to this guy. He insisted on buying champagne, but Annie wasn't a big drinker, but she did have one drink just to be polite. And the conversation lasted all night long. So he's a professional rugby player for Scotland. Correct. From New Zealand. Yes. That is exciting. Look at her. Yeah. She's (laughs) living it up. Now, here's where it goes downhill a little bit. Unfortunately, the real Martin Leslie was not in Scotland when Annie met the man who was posing to be him. Oh, no. And And what was he wearing? Like a jersey or something? I think... I, I don't know. I think, she, you know, how you know baseball players' names or, you know, stuff like that, but you don't really know what exactly they look like. You just know their names from hearing things. Um, yeah. That was kind of how Annie was. So she knew the name because it was a big name, but she had no idea really what he looked like. What? Oh, okay. So, you. no, and nobody knows who the real identity is of the man that was trying to be the fake Martin Leslie. Mm-hmm. In November, you can't trust anybody, friends. I know. And like right off the bat here, I'm like, oh, she's at this nightclub. And then he gets her champagne. And I'm like, no way that like a famous rugby player just drugged this girl. Like, he, like, that's too much. Like, you can't Mm -hmm. do that as a famous person, really. 
yep. at a at a public nightclub. But anyways, <laughs> but then also I was like, I don't know. I just thought she was safe there for a second. But I was like, don't be drinking that champagne from your stranger. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I don't know. Um, in November, Annie's family noticed that she really hadn't been herself lately. Sometimes conversations would be fine. And then other times they would be really weird. She did ask her brother if it was possible for anyone to track someone's computer activity. And she wanted to know how difficult it would be to hack inside someone's computer, but she wouldn't really tell him why she was asking those questions. So that's very suspicious. At this point, does she still not know? No, I don't believe so. Martin Leslie? No, no, she does not know. Okay. On Sunday, November 27th, Annie called Maria and they talked for almost an hour. Through the last week of November, Annie's behavior continued to be a little odd. She would call her family at weird times, like really late at night when she knew they would be sleeping. Annie's family would not answer during the late night phone calls, thinking they would just call her again in the morning. Their return calls would largely go unanswered, but they figured it was because Annie was busy. That's weird. That's If my kid is calling me in the middle of the night, though, aren't you going to answer it? Yeah. Yeah, because you're going to think something's wrong. It. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But I mean, and then maybe it was a thing that happened regularly and they were just like, that's what I was going to say. I'm sick of this then shit. Again, if she did it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they answered the first time and then they were like, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of December, Annie paid her rent at Lytton Apartments for a month in advance. She bought a membership at the place she went swimming. She visited a doctor's office and received a vaccine for the winter Some of the jobs she had applied to were calling back and things were going well for her. Okay, so I'm running into the fact that people are thinking that she killed herself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But obviously she was making plans, so. Yes. Wednesday, November 30th, the woman, or I'm sorry, the man who called himself Martin Leslie, who we know, we know to not be Martin Leslie, showed up at the place where Annie swam. She was very surprised because while they did talk a long time at the Mood Nightclub, she didn't remember telling him where she swam. Honestly, him showing up freaked her out, and it made her wonder if Martin Leslie was really Martin Leslie. Because wouldn't you think he'd be, like, doing rugby stuff, like, not just showing up randomly at her swimming hole? Yeah, and I'm so curious about the conversation she had with her brother, like... Mm-hmm. why she would feel that into- way yeah yeah so have they like regularly been talking to each other through this amount of time maybe he's threatened her in some way or said i can see what you're doing or any mm-hmm. anything in lunchtime on december 1st maria called annie's cell phone but she didn't pick up annie went out to murray field wanderers rugby club which was a usual hangout spot for her That night, she bumped into Martin Leslie again, the fake one, and he bought her a glass of champagne. She did not see the bartender pour her drink, so she didn't drink it. So she's not dumb. She's a smart cookie. She's trying to do everything she can. December 2nd, Annie stopped by the Scottish Whiskey Heritage Center, uh, which was an old her old job and chatted with an old co-worker. Nothing seemed to be wrong. Per the, the old co-worker. 
around 6.15, she received a phone call from her mother. Her mother was concerned about her. From her conversation with Maria and her brothers and sisters, something didn't seem right. She asked Annie if anything was wrong, and she said she couldn't talk because she was sitting with an old coworker. She then told her mother, you have to respect this, but I have to take care of myself. Guju had no idea what Annie was talking about and asked if she could call her later so they could talk. Annie's response was, well, we'll see about that. That's weird. My mom would fly across those countries and (laughs) strangle me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Her mother was flabbergasted, but thought that she would hear from Annie soon enough and they could discuss it. Unfortunately, that was the last time Guju talked to her daughter. Another one of Annie's friends called her between 6 and 8 p.m. And Annie told her that she was heading to a party around 10 p.m. Hmm. So there's a pretty decent timeline here. Of, yeah, and it's of all just very doing. mysterious. I have a lot of questions already. Yeah. So, uh, Saturday, December 3rd, an employee from Lytton Court Apartments saw Annie leave her flat around 1.15 She said that Annie was upset because of some relationship trouble, but she didn't want to talk about it. She overheard Annie saying to another person that she had to take care of something and that she had made a decision that might change her life. That's what could that be? She was not wrong about that. Yeah. Annie's bank records show that she went um, or she was at Glasgow. Is that how you say that? Glasgow? Mm Mm-hmm. Central Station at 2.15 p.m. CCTV footage confirmed that it was Annie who used her bank card. However, it doesn't match a realistic timeline. So this is where it starts getting real funky, okay? It would take Annie much longer than an hour to make her way from Edinburgh to Glasgow Central Station. Annie's Which apartment- is where she was spotted at 1.15. Correct. Okay. So Annie's apartment is two miles from Haymarket train station, and she would have to have walked through the city, weaving through all the crowds to get to that Glasgow Central. So it just doesn't seem like it it would take her a lot longer than an hour. Things aren't, this is where things start really kind of going off the rails. That's weird. There's this uh, theory that Annie could have been given a lift to Glasgow by car, but no one has come forward and there were no witnesses who saw Annie get in a car outside of the Linton Court apartments. It could be, though, that the employee of Linton Court got the time wrong when she said 1.15. It could have been earlier than 1.15. Regardless of how she got there, it does show that Annie tried to withdraw 100 pounds but was declined for insufficient funds. She tried again, this time for 50 pounds, but it was declined. Annie did have some cash on her as well as a check for 300 pounds. It's strange that she would have wanted more cash. Right. Cause she already had some on her. Yeah. She had 300 and then she had none in the bank. So why are you taking all your cash out sister? Mm-hmm. She was next caught on the CCTV cameras at the Prestwick airport an hour later at 3 15 PM. This is the airport Annie would typically use when she traveled to and from Sweden using Ryanair. At the time, though, there was not a flight from Edinburgh to Gothenburg, which is where she would typically go. Presswick was about 75 miles from Edinburgh. So besides traveling abroad, there was no reason why she would be there. It takes about Hmm. 
45 minutes to reach the airport by train, but Annie's bank records show that she was at the ATM in Glasgow at the same time. So all of this stuff, it makes it appear that Annie was in two places at once. Investigators realized that bank transactions were processed via Sweden with her bank, which is where her bank account was held. Sweden is in another time zone, which is one hour ahead of Scotland. So they oh, believe so that was... that's why it was throwing her in two places at once. Annie was then seen going out into the parking lot at the other side of the terminal building, meaning she walked all the way through the terminal in order to reach the exit on the other side. This walk took her less than a minute, 55 seconds. When the walk was reconstructed, it took at least one minute and 32 seconds to get to the other side, using someone who was the same age and fitness level of Annie. So is she like time traveling or something? I don't know. It's very odd. After three minutes in the car park, Annie went back into the main building and she looked very angry. Inger Nosburn, Annie's hairdresser, knew that Annie had an intention to go home, but Annie had never purchased a ticket. Her flatmates at Linton Court said that some of her personal items were missing, like her toothbrush and makeup, which indicated Annie must have packed to go away for some amount of time. Mm -hmm. uh, CCTV cameras captured footage of Annie at 16.05, which is what? Six o'clock? No. Four what is oh that? Five. 405. 405. Yeah. Okay. Where she was seen. <laughs> I'm not a military. I can't do that in my head. Where she was seen walking <laughs> on a sidewalk on Station Road, a busy dual carriageway heading into Prestwick Town. So now, December 4th at 8 30 a.m., a dog walker found Annie's body at Prestwick Beach, about two miles from the airport, and the police were called. Annie was lying high up on the beach near the Esplande. How do you say that? No. Esplande. Esplanade. Esplanade. What is that? Um, I need it to it be used sounds in a like sentence. Maybe, maybe like a peak of sand, you know, like away from the beach, how it like peaks up. Okay. I'm just guessing. Like a dune would be it says easier. It's, uh, about 150 yards away from the shallow bay. So. That's so like the way. highest part of the water or or the sand of the, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So the water is about three feet and it never washed up as far as the spot where Annie had laid. She was on her back with her hair full of sand and seaweed and her green winter jacket and backpack were beside her, which is very weird. That is very weird. Police were able to identify her from her passport that was in her backpack Later that night, two local police officers in Sweden went to the Borier Sun residence and told Annie's parents that she had passed. Guju was shocked and could not understand that her daughter was gone. With the strange behavior that Annie was exhibiting, she thought Annie had been killed. She called the Scottish police the next day. It was hard for Guju to understand the heavy Scottish accent, so she took notes. It wasn't until after she hung up, she saw that she had written down that they believed Annie's death was a suicide. Guju knew this could not be true. That would be so difficult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All of it. The language barrier, the fact that you're not in the same country, the fact that they think that your daughter committed suicide. I mean, all of it is not good. 
and just like knowing how erratically she had been behaving mm-hmm. prior to like, like yeah no but i was thinking the language situation yeah trying so hard to like understand somebody in a situation where your entire world has shifted well yeah know. because you you know how i mean some people speaking english to english if you are in a state where you can't you know, you're sobbing, you're uncontrollable. You can't even understand somebody who speaks the same language as you then. Right. So yeah, that would be go through an accent like that. Like, oh, I don't know. Presswick police processed the info at the scene where Annie's body was found. Her backpack had two books that had been borrowed from the library in Sweden. The toothbrush and other personal belongings her flatmate had said she packed were nowhere to be found. Okay. Odd. I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Yeah, we're in the backpack is what I thought was going to happen. Most importantly, Annie's file of of facts, which they are hardly ever used anymore. It's a planner um, that brand of planner that she took everywhere was not with her. She kept everything in this planner that included money, train passes. She would write down names and numbers of people she met and used it as like a makeshift kind of travel journal. She was also not wearing her red and white fleece jumper that she was seen wearing on the CCTV footage at the airport. She had a red t-shirt and blue jeans with a green jacket next to her. So it's like she completely changed outfits and and lost her toothbrush somewhere along the line. It's just so weird. That is weird. weird. Uh, A man on the beach saw the police and told them that he and a friend were walking around 4.30 p.m. and saw a lone figure on the beach standing at the water's edge looking out into the sea. He could not say for certain if the figure was that of a man or a woman, but he thought that it looked like this person was thinking about taking their own life. What the what does that look like, dude? You couldn't, tell if it crazy. Was, you couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman, but you know that they were There's contemplating suicide. Some suicidal ideations. That's ridiculous. And I feel like, doesn't everybody look like they're contemplating life and death when they're looking out into the sea? Right. It's a very. <laughs> when they're standing alone on the beach. <laughs> yeah. It's very personal time. <laughs> Don't be it's... looking at people. <laughs> and how would she have committed suicide? Obviously, she was in the water, but where her body was found doesn't make sense that it just rolled back up in next to her backpack and her coat and where the water didn't reach yeah get out of here dude you're just trying to make yourself in this story and you know nothing also if you see somebody at a distance that looks like they're getting ready to take their own life do you not approach them like if you truly believed that he would have gone out over yeah you know and what she was standing on the beach it's not like there's anywhere she could have jumped off like you know what i, I, I would yeah. see if she was standing on a bridge looking weird okay maybe she's gonna jump but what's she gonna do like yeah. i don't know it's just it's ridiculous Doesn't make sense no sense at all annie's family studied the cctv footage it was grainy and poor quality They disputed the fact that the CCTV footage on Station Road was even Annie at all. They believe it could have been a slender young man. This poor chick is so maybe. Well, what about the the what about the guy? Did he kill himself? Was he the one contemplating taking his own life? I need answers. It's a mess. 
Annie's body was taken to the Kilmaronek. I just flowed with that, but I don't know if that was right. Looks Kilmaronek Hospital for an autopsy. It showed there was frothy material in her air passages and there was water in her lungs. Okay. They did not test if the water was fresh or salt water. Why would they do that? To see if she drowned in that water she was looking at or if or in like a bathtub and somebody drug her out there (laughs) maybe i mean that's what i'm thinking it also did not mention if there was sand in her nose or ears there was an injury to her face but it was ruled that she must have been lying on something after she had already passed but if you remember she was found on her back so that doesn't even make any sense it doesn't None of this makes any damn hmm. sense. December fifteenth, is... isn't it wild? Yeah, it's, there's a lot of information, and it's all very bizarre. Yeah, and that's why I think that it's important if they tested for fresh or salt water because that's exactly it. If I mean, they could have staged. Wild, so... Yeah, they could have staged her to be have seaweed and things like that, but they could have drowned her somewhere and then just dumped her on the beach because it looks like it was. It was a setup, you know, like her body was placed there right next to her belongings. It's just very, it's weird. December 15th, the toxicology results came back and showed she had a minimal amount of alcohol in her blood, which was less than the legal driving limit. So she wasn't drunk. Her death was ruled a suicide by drowning with no suspicious circumstances. All of this is suspicious, folks. What? Yeah. That is suspicious. Um, Annie's body was sent to her family in Sweden after 10 days on December 16th. Her family could not believe that Annie would have taken her own life and requested a second autopsy. Good for you, family. That's exactly what you should have done. Annie's waist length hair had been cut off. Annie was very proud of her hair. So when her parents saw her, it was a bit of a shock to them that she had done this. It almost looked like it was hacked off in an uneven manner with two to, to six inch clumps missing. That's weird. Uh, that the family weird. the family contacted Scottish police and asked if this was done during the autopsy, perhaps they cut her hair for some reason, or if it was how she'd been found. The autopsy showed her hair status as long, which it technically still was long. But not as long as she typically wore it. So really, they don't know if it happened during the autopsy. How come, well, how come they, they can't say if they chopped somebody's hair off or not? Aren't they paying that, very close attention in an autopsy what they are doing? That would make me believe that they did not cut the hair. Because I feel like you're right. If they would have had to have cut something for whatever reason, they would have it notated would have said that. that they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Annie had way more bruises than the initial autopsy showed. There was an injury to her right temple, bruising behind her right ear, two square-shaped bruises on her right arm, and multiple scratches on her left. The first autopsy showed these injuries were caused by something floating in the water. No. 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 That doesn't work. And unless you were hit by a freaking boat. Who are these people that are doing this? 
I don't know. Swedes. I don't get it. I don't get, I don't, what do you benefit from like lying? I don't know if it's just, they don't want to do their job. Yeah. What's the difference? See, that's the thing to me. What's the difference? If your job is to autopsy people, you notate everything anyways. And then now you're giving your opinion. Uh, These happen from floating in the water or unknown. Yeah, right. Obviously, like, same well, amount of work there. No. Now, these in, they are saying that these injuries were caused because of something floating in the water with her. So something bumped up against her and caused this I know. Bruise. I know. That is and not I'm saying how that's water insane. works. Yeah. So yeah. somebody, whoever's performing this autopsy, notated all the stuff and was like, uh, something floating in the water causes, which is obviously not true. Why is it harder for them to just, to just be like, say, she's got bruises, we don't know man. what this is from. Yeah. yeah, it's not. So they have to be like paid off or something, right? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't think about it that way. Hmm. Swedish pathologists found freshwater algae in Annie's bone marrow sample. And that just throws me off completely. I mean, I'm not a scientist. But I feel like your bone marrow is really in there. And yeah, I, don't, get, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Um, this shows that Annie was probably drowned somewhere else before her body was dumped on the beach. The conclusion on the algae was that it entered her body because of drinking water. I still don't know if that's how that works, though. If you drink something, it goes into your bone marrow? Is that how that works? Know does is i don't know we need Do we have any uh, doctors body lessons did you know this is off base that when you pee like when you drink something and you pee it goes through your blood like it doesn't go through your stomach and through your like mm-hmm. holes down out your hole it goes through <laughs> your blood isn't that wild so like this unsweet <laughs> tea i'm drinking is going through my blood yeah Yes. I recently learned that as an old person. What do you mean? Is it like absorbed in your stomach? I didn't do a whole lot of research on it. You can't just drop these bombs. I really hope that I'm not making this up, but I feel like I've told a couple of people and they've been like, you didn't know that. And I'm like, no. Well, you knew I'd be shocked. Maybe everybody's messing with me. That's because I assume you and I know most of the same stuff. I don't know why. That's (laughs) wild. Okay, so if any doctor is listening, please let us know clear, what the hell's going on. Up. But my thought process was, okay, does your blood go through your bone marrow somehow, some way, at some point, maybe? And maybe. that's how? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they didn't teach us this part in school. They sure Or maybe we missed that day. No, I um, was not... I was not smart enough to be in the smart people science where they no. would discuss this. No. <laughs> I, was, I was senior year taking science class with a bunch of sophomores or something right. like that. So <laughs> just the, trying to get my GPA up. The family was coming to terms with the lack of evidence, obviously, in their daughter's death, but they felt strongly that she was a victim of foul play, especially after that second autopsy came back. Um they also mm-hmm. felt that the killer took her file of facts so they could not narrow down what was going on prior to her death. Ew, yes. That is not cool. Yeah. And it's probably that dude. 
obviously if you show up at somebody's swim place and they didn't tell you where you'd be swimming they were he was stalking you yeah yes isn't that so tragic that nobody she wasn't close with any but close enough with anybody down there that they would know who this guy was that that she would be out and be able to see yeah yeah. but and i feel like (laughs) What year was this in the early 2000s? 2000, yeah, seven, eight. So we had like camera phones and stuff. Well, however, the thing that gets me is that they can find this CCTV footage of random things. Wouldn't, I don't know, It's it needs to be kind of all or nothing for me. Like we need to be videotaped everywhere we go or nowhere. <laughs> Calm down, <laughs> sister. That might be a dumb thing, but it would save a lot of people, okay? If we just, there were CCTVs everywhere. Wouldn't there be one in the bar, wouldn't you think? Or at like a YMCA? I'm sure they've got cameras in my YMCA. Yeah, there are. Well, there's certainly more things being recorded now than there was then. That's true. But I just feel like there there was no way to tell on go to mood that nightclub and say, Hey, do you have any footage of And maybe they did. And maybe they didn't have anything. I don't know, but I just feel like maybe somewhere they did, somebody, but what is that going to, that's not going to show you enough. Not in 2007. It's going to be grainy as shit. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to tell what, who somebody was or what they yeah, looked like. Probably. That's true. I mean, it just, just angers me. Yeah, I just feel bad for her because what I was going to say is like, you know, I would have taken a picture of this guy and sent him to you, you know, yeah. to my f- closest friend and been like, hey, look at this hot guy. He's a professional rugby player. I would right. definitely be bragging to a couple people. <laughs> so, when you know, I would have been Googling him and be like, he lying to you. That's not Yeah, him. that is not him. <laughs> right. I yeah. just feel like that's kind of upsetting that she didn't have people that she shared at least as far as we know maybe she did share that but maybe though she was just a private person too i mean she had yeah, because that not maria like us <laughs> yeah i mean i don't tell anybody anything probably way more than they want to know right same problem but i don't know i just don't get the secretive thing but if that's your prerogative that's cool except if you go missing nobody can help you and nobody knows where you are unless your file facts is still on your person yeah yeah i don't know it's just very upsetting Yes, it is. Um, where were we? So police. <laughs> yep, go for it. They had not pieced together the timeline of the final hours of Annie's life. They kind of did though. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's on enough places. Suicide by drowning is also not a common way to kill yourself. Less than 5% of suicides in Scotland are due to drowning. That's because that would be a terrible way to go. And you would have to like physically make that decision for a very long time. And just even, I feel like your body would, unless you got into a situation where you couldn't get out of it. Like if you tied a brick to your foot or something, your body's instinct is to come up. So that would be so hard. Did you know that drowning in salt water takes twice as long as drowning in fresh water? I didn't. I did not know that. Fun fact. <laughs> but that sounds even worse. Yeah. So lovely. Drowning in fresh water takes about two to three minutes. Is that all? Yeah. Especially, I feel like if you're trying to drown yourself, you're trying to gulp water. 
You know what I mean? And just fill yourself yeah, up. Yeah, sure. But I don't think that's what this two to three minutes is not that. Two to three minutes is like holding your breath, I think. Yeah. When drowning long. in salt water, it would, it could take up to eight to ten minutes. That's considerably why, longer. Why would it be like that? I don't know if it's because you're more buoyant in salt water. What does that I don't have know. to do with anything? I That's all I know about salt water. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only conclusion i have uh, guju knew annie's password to her hotmail account and logged in all right guju mm. but it was completely empty mm-hmm. all send and receive emails had been erased okay what weird oh but her freaking file of facts man dying it Anyways, Annie's family felt uneasy about the missing emails, but since she was an avid user in her file fa- file effects, she wasn't as wrapped up in emails, not to mention her password was probably in her file effects and, and they whoever deleted took it, it could have gotten and deleted everything. Yeah. That Ugh. right there should switch it from suicide to foul play. Like I have, you know how many emails I have in my Yahoo right now? <laughs> an astronomical it. amount because yeah. deleting all of that is very like no thanks well, guess, don't have time don't you, don't you get like 20 emails a day i need to tell all mm-hmm. of them to stop yeah and then clean my email box out but i just i can't bring myself to do it anyways mm-hmm. that is so yeah that's awful and crazy all phone records made or received in the last three days since annie's life was taken had been wiped out After investigating, yeah, who has her phone? Probably the dude that killed her. Yeah, because they didn't say they found the phone. After investigating further, police found that Annie never made calls from her apartment, only from phone booths. What? She's kind of an odd bird. She does do some weird stuff, but whatever. She told her family she didn't place calls at home because they might be listening. Mm, You know, obviously, though the problem is is that that sounds super paranoid however she was freaking murdered man (laughs) she should have been paranoid throws a wrench into the whole thing when did she start only using phone booths was that like a long-term thing or when she started thinking that somebody was following her i'm hoping that it's whenever she started (laughs) feeling she was being followed not from always <laughs> i feel like though okay so if you have i that... would do that too i would do that too no 100 percent. that makes sense well, if i thought somebody was after me i get it my thing though is that she obviously had a draw to this place right because she moved back home and came back and it, several times so i'm not mm-hmm. thinking that if you thought that you had a stalker in scotland that you would want to go back to scotland so i can't i can only believe that this happened this last go around because why would you want to go back to the same apartment to the same complex you know like if you felt unsafe there you wouldn't go back yeah um maria and guju started collecting more and more information but started receiving phone calls where someone would hang up while they were intimidated Mm. they vowed to never stop looking that's weird. So there are some strange conspiracy theories. 
There was a journalist by the name of Christina Borgesson. That's wrong. However you say it, I'm sorry. When Annie's full name was actually Annie Christina. So it could her murderer have maybe mistaken her identity and thought that she was this journalist? The journalist had blown the whistle on a flight TW-800, which was a flight that exploded minutes after taking off from New York JFK Airport, where all 230 passengers died in the explosion. In 2013, she had released a thought-provoking documentary that she had been researching since 1996. At the time of Annie's death, Christina was asking some very uncomfortable questions about the incident that could not be answered by the White House. She was also working on another story where she exposed details of secret CIA rendition flights transporting transporting terrorists to torture camps via Prestwick. Also, that bombs were manufactured near Prestwick and loaded onto American planes at Prestwick Airport for distribution. When she asked the U.S. government for a comment, they denied everything. Could the CIA accidentally have mistaken Annie for Christina and killed her to avoid a scandal? And I'm just going to say that's a very CIA thing to do. (laughs) You're the freaking CIA and you mistake her identity? Like, come on, man. Really? Well, I mean, that's what I was thinking, that that's probably unlikely. I would hope it would be or shit. We are in trouble. (laughs) We're in trouble. Or they just don't care. <laughs> yeah, but that, I mean, that is um, an odd thing. Mm-hmm. Could be true. I don't know. That is weird. Maria had sent emails asking about this possible lead. Of course, nobody takes it right. I mean, yeah. really. It's a little far-fetched sounding. <laughs> but all correspondences would disappear from her email account. What? Mm-hmm. It looked like someone was watching her online activity. Annie had asked her brother about hacking shortly before she died. Right. Okay, Maria. Get a new computer. Yeah. (laughs) That is bizarre. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's probably a singular person. Just it's not, it's probably it's not the US government. It's probably a singular person on her (laughs) computer. Yeah, the guy who killed Annie probably right yeah yeah the family have a website for annie called rockstarannie.com and they released a statement that they received a clue that annie's chopped off hair was never thrown away and they don't know where the hair is annie's grandmother posted a reward to anyone with information to help find her hair i don't know why really the hair is that important unless i mean it it would be important who's holding the hair right right (laughs) Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. If it was, if it was the the autopsy people or, but if you killed somebody, a reward isn't going to make you be like, okay, here you go. Right. Give me the money. (laughs) Hmm. August, 2007, Annie's family learns that there was DNA from another woman on Annie's hands, which means that Annie could not have been in the water overnight. She could have Ooh. only been in the water for a short time. When they asked about the DNA, they told Guju that they had tested the sample against the register of criminals, but didn't find any matches. So that's weird. That is weird. 
there's so many things i need like a we a need board. one of those boards with the yeah. red string yeah there's just so many things going on with this it's so strange and sad yeah and this poor her poor mother i don't know um by 2008 Guju had been to Scotland four times since her daughter's death looking for any answers. She went to the official residence of First Minister Alex with a letter demanding an inquiry into the death of her daughter to be opened. She came inside, had 30 minutes to state her case. So she got to do that at least. Um, Only 30 minutes. I think that that's kind of crappy. that well she shouldn't even need 30 minutes is the problem because why did they have it closed in the first place yeah i don't know i mean yeah 30 minutes is not a long time especially when it comes to somebody's life and them the malpractice of what they've done Mm -hmm. here um but annie's mother wonders if it's possible that she tried to help another woman who was in trouble and ended up in the line of fire Annie did not shy away from confrontation, so that's possible. Mm-hmm. There's too much weird stuff, though. Yeah, I, for her, like her specifically, more so this this rugby dude. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Guju and Maria carry on in their own investigation. They wanted to know who the mystery man was posing as Martin Leslie, The real Martin Leslie made a statement saying that he was not in New Zealand at the time of Annie's death and that he had no idea who the imposter could be. Of course he could. I mean, of course. Uh, Today's Annie's case is closed in Scotland, settled as a suicide. So that's not cool. They did not um, reopen her case. Was the internet not widely available in scotland in 2007 i try to think back to like our lives i know that was i feel like it sophomore year probably college for me i definitely had access to the internet on a regular basis just my computer i'm just wondering why she didn't google this guy especially after him showing up unexpectedly that would be my first like okay we gotta i gotta be figuring out who this is but maybe she didn't feel safe on her computer because obviously she was asking her brother if people could mm-hmm. but then you go to the library like I know. there are other There's places options. do other places have the library <laughs> That's what yeah because she had a library book from sweden <laughs> Do there does the library have computers in Sweden or that I don't know. in Scotland? I mean, that's what I'm trying to think through here. I'm just like, there seems like so many things that sort of put the kibosh on it early. Well, it doesn't necessarily say that she didn't realize that this Martin Leslie character wasn't Martin Leslie right away. That's true too. It doesn't say that. Maybe well... she did realize it. Well, and <laughs> I just feel like if I'm going to meet somebody famous and like start pseudo dating them, I'm at minimum Googling them to make sure that they are who they say they are. If I don't know who you are. Well, and wouldn't it what be what you look like rather if, think about it on the other side of things. What if you were just trying to impress some girl you saw at a bar 
and said that you were Martin. And then that girl ends up getting murdered somehow, (laughs) but you had nothing to do with it. I mean, it's not like he's going to come forward now, you know, but that would be super scary. I mean, this guy's obviously got something to do with it though. You know, that's, that's what I would believe also is it's just very too many things that aren't, couldn't be coincidence, you know? It also seems to me like she would have told somebody. I don't know. It sounds like just look outside looking in, it sounds like this guy started getting creepy. He, mm-hmm. She thought maybe he had hacked into her computer, maybe planted some bugs at her house, was following her. Like, that's what it seems like to me. And then maybe she was going to make, like, a great escape back home. But, but like, if that's it. going on with me... Over the course of a month or longer. I mean, it wasn't like this happened in a day. This was like a slow burn. I 100% would have been talking to uh, somebody. Yeah. The local authorities for one, but also like one of my friends or something like. And and scared. You want to talk to somebody, right? Well, and that's why, you know, Guju brought up a good point with the fact that maybe she was trying to help somebody else get out of a bad situation i mean while you always try to paint a person who's passed in the best light and that would be like the only kind of saving grace to help you move on from it that she was doing something good maybe she was maybe she was helping somebody out and got too close but then wouldn't you think that that other person she was trying to help would come forward in some way or there would be another Mm -hmm. body that would be found or something that would connect them together that would I don't know that would put some pieces together but I mean we've seen what they do with the body whenever the coroner so I don't have a whole lot of faith there mm-hmm. that they would connect yeah. those dots <laughs> well and I mean in her case in particular she doesn't even need a saving grace it sounds like she was just living her life to yeah the yeah fullest and Absolutely. somebody took it away from her I just don't like I don't know. There's just so many strange things. Like there are activities that make it sound like she was paranoid or thought somebody was after Mm -hmm. her, but she didn't, but her mom and her best friend don't know about it. They know she's being weird, but they don't know why. Right. And like, she didn't tell her brother why, like none of that. I mean, it's also because right now I'm just thinking about myself and how I am. Yeah, like, I know how I would react to that, but no, not, not everybody is us, like you said before. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to wrap my head around that, but yeah, it's just a real bummer. I mean, she's still settled as a suicide and that would be really hard as a parent too to lose a child, but then also have them, you know, sh- showcased as being a suicide victim whenever you know in your mother's heart that that did not happen mm-hmm. and it would be a continual fight till you are no longer here to try to prove that innocence almost you know yeah and it seems to me this may be like off base or whatever again because i i'm obviously talking from my own perspective but i know that suicide's there was like a lot of negativity around Mm -hmm. them. But for myself now from growing up and like knowing people that have committed suicide, it just doesn't have the same negative connotations that I think it did like in like longer ago, ago. Yeah. 
So it's just kind of like as a parent, I don't know, I I would be so mad if somebody was like, you're just upset that they committed suicide. Yeah. So you can't accept that they committed suicide. Like, no, I could if they did, but they did right, not. But they did. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So like fighting from that, is, I don't know. That's just so hard. And people just assuming that you just can't accept that they did that. Like, no. Right. Well, <laughs> like, the I only thing that, but not this where somebody's walking free. Yeah. Well, right. Because who knows who else is in danger? That's really mm-hmm. another issue is, is who else could be in danger because this person, whoever they are, is just walking the streets among everybody else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> so sad. So, yeah. So I hate, I hate these ones where there's not a, you know, a real answer and it kind of mm-hmm. le- lets you linger on it and think about, think about it. But I, her her case needed to be told and again for sources the evidence locker podcast they've got a lot of good information that's where i got the bulk of this from um is from them i also used reddit and the steepletimes.com to kind of piece it all together so um yeah you have anything else to say about poor annie If you see something weird, say something. Yeah. And if you think somebody is after you, also say something. Yes. Tell anyone. I know. That's so sad. It is. It really is. And her poor mom. Yeah. And I'm just looking like how brave she was to be like out experiencing the world like that alone, like just going out of that. And like, I don't know, man, that breaks my heart. Yeah. Like, no, I agree very sad all right well we hope not that you enjoyed but you learned something on episode 121 on the strange death of annie for essen for Boryason. and um and yeah well uh, don't forget about our cyber monday deal mysteryhistorypodcast.com use the code cyber for 25 percent off and then let us know that you got something so we can say thank you Yes. All right. Well, we hope you all have a great week and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.